Welcome to Earful of Fantasy, the best damn fantasy football pod in the universe. We're live each Wednesday night on Facebook and available every Thursday morning from your favorite podcast service. Support the show for free stuff and an on-air shout-out at patreon.com slash earful. And be sure to hit us up throughout the week on Twitter at EOFantasy. Now, on to the show. Welcome, everybody, to the Earful of Fantasy podcast. My name is Liam Poach. With me, as always, is my friend and co-host, Mr. Chris Maitland. Chris, are you ready to talk some football this week? Let's go! Enthusiasm is high. The adrenaline's high. Let's go. Awesome. Well, to give you guys a little background on the show, rather than rugby, me and Chris will be talking NFL fantasy football, along with other news and developments surrounding the National Football League. You can feel free to hit us up in the comments section during or after the show with any questions, news, views, and abuse. Also online, where you can find us on Twitter, at EO Fantasy, and on our Facebook page, Earful of Fantasy. Also, look us up on your podcast provider right now. And at the show, we are no longer on EOD's feed, so it's wicked important that you give us a like and a follow. So, uh, would be without, more vital. Yeah, without further ado, on the on with the show there, Chris, yeah? Yeah, let's go. All right, Very so nice. a little bit of a rundown. Uh, first, we're going to give you a little bit of our, our personal fantasy weeks. Uh, Chris is going to give you guys some waiver wire targets. We're going to go over our hits and whiffs from our Stardom Sidem segment last week. Then we're going to give you our this week's Stardom Sidem and finally, some final thoughts. Chris, how'd you do in fantasy this week? Or, I, I, again, I, tell the people how you did in fantasy. I, I will tell everybody, like, now, week six seems like an eternity ago, especially after, since week seven started last night. And, uh, I mean, I, I think, I, I, I will say that I think if you had a guy in fantasy last night, you probably had a sad night. It was a very, not a very uh, banner night for fantasy football last night if you were uh, had any Broncos or Chiefs. Unless, or you, you, know. had, uh, unless you had Harrison Butker, baby. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> which is funny because, yeah, I, he was literally my initial stardom pick for this week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, this guy's having a dinger orgy out here. And, of course, of course, we record on Friday, so I, I get robbed of that glory. Uh, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I went 4-0 last week to move on. And – now, of course, I go four and zero. My first four and zero week of the season, I'm like, all right, well, you, I'm cursed. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm due. Like, I'm gonna have a complete stinker. And uh, so far, so good on that because in our league together, I had Philip Lindsay and Travis Kelsey last night, who got me a combined total of less than eight points. So that's mm-hmm. that's very exciting. But the weird that, part that, that, that's two slots right there where you just like can't even like look to them to maybe be your savior. It's just like you know right then and there. No, per- particularly in a week where I have Chris Goblin and James Conner on bye, it's 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 not happening. Oh yeah, it, 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 it's all over. It was a big week of buys. Like, it it was no, th- this week is huge for me. Yeah, like it, I, I kind of like, like a Backstreet Boys song, you know? Like, no, and I oh, hedge my God. bets. Yeah, that's and sync, man. Come on, know your boy pants. That's weak. I'm sorry, man. You're you're the music expert of the show. But. Well, that that that's that's giving me too much praise. But I I, I do I do know I do know my boy pants. That's, <laughs> that's one thing I pride myself on. Here, um, yeah, here at Earful of Fantasy, you can never expect. Uh, us to get a boy but a boy band fantasy reference wrong unless it's coming from like, me. well yeah I was gonna say if it's Liam absolutely me no but <laughs> what was weird though about last week was that I didn't have any particularly none of my teams performed poorly but nobody did exceptional I just had like a decent Same. week but I just somehow managed to beat everybody it didn't it it helped that I played two of the worst teams in two of my leagues but I still won by like 50 60 points hey man like that that I'm pretty sure like that's gonna be the Browns' plan moving forward is just beat all these, <laughs> just, beat all these crappy teams, pull yeah. out one or two miracles, make it to nine and seven, just squeak in the playoffs because the NFC the AFC North is a total shit show right now. They could they could still win the division, which is insane. 
But, yeah. Uh, no, the AFC, the AFC wildcard, particularly that last spot. Say if Buffalo is the easiest schedule um, mm-hmm. in the league moving forward. Say that six seed could be like an absolute, like just like a, a trash can fight. It, mm-hmm. it could be like you could have a seven and nine team sneaking into the playoffs. I don't think it'll be that bad because there are a couple teams that, like, yeah. I, th- I, like I, I, I don't I don't think the Colts are bad. I think whoever loses the AFC South, I think I think the Colts could go nine and seven. I, the, uh, the Jets honestly, could go on a heater. Who knows? A, a, a seven and nine team making the playoffs is very rare. The last team to do it, I believe, were the Carolina Panthers. Um, it was the year before the fifteen and one season. Car- yes, Carolina was seven, eight, and one. I believe. Yes, you were correct. That they were yeah, the most it, recent one. Obviously, the Seahawks were notable in two thousand and ten for going seven and nine, winning the NFC West. The NFC West there for a period before, like now they're like a great division. But there was a period in, like the late two thousands, early two thousand tens, where basically you could go seven and nine and win the division, eight and eight. I know the yeah. Rams. There was a literally that year, two thousand ten. It was literally like the Rams and the Seahawks were fighting to go to the to, in week seventeen, and it was then the C- and C- and Seattle won the division going seven. So. So like that's insane. Like you're six and nine going into week seventeen, and you have a chance to win the division. That's wacky. That was Sam Bradford's rookie year. Yep, Sam Bradford. He won uh, NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year his rookie year. People forget yes. that the the one year he actually earned that damn salary, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love because that was the last year before the before the scale contracts were introduced. So Sam Bradford made like eighty five million dollars on his well, yeah, rookie deal. Him and Stafford just absolutely broke the the back of the league at this they point. Did. Like yeah. They're like, we need to calm down. We, we, we just, yeah, I'm sure there are guys like I don't remember who was drafted in 2011, but I'm sure those guys were real sad. That was a, oh, yeah. I don't think I don't think that was a great quarterback class because obviously I know Andrew Luck and, and Robert Griffin the third and Tannehill and uh, Russell Wilson with the year after that. Ryan Tannehill is a Andy starting Dalton quarterback again, and he's considered <laughs> yeah. he's gonna be a savior. He, he's actually my next waiver wire next week's waiver wire target. It's gonna be it's just gonna be Tannehill. Yep. Only Tannehill. All <laughs> right, Tannehill. So, so how did you do this week? Uh, I, did, I, I, I did pretty well, but I do just want to say, like, like, like one last thing on that last bit. The only way a seven and nine team makes it into the playoffs, I think, is that the AFC North uh, absolutely collapses. Uh, yeah, know, like, like, I don't goes full on supernova black hole. Like, I mean, the Ravens are kind of I've been Jekyll and Hyde all season, but I, I think they can still squeak out eight or nine wins, particularly yeah. with the competition around them. Definitely. Um, so I barely squeaked out a win. I scored 73.56 points. Luckily, my opponent scored 69 points. And it came down to Mr. Matt Breida. Um, I, I had, yeah, so Ido Smith got me like 0.6 points. Noah Font got me 1.6 points. So I was. Those are some ballsy starts. Let, let me tell you. Those, those, those were desperation starts. So let, let's see. I had, Evan, I had Evan Ingram injured. I had David Montgomery on a bye. I had Philip Dorsett injured. I had Jacoby Brissett on a bye. Christian Kirk injured. Yeah. So it was. There was yeah. some desperation plays. Yeah. That was um, the hold your nose and, and cross your fingers type. Yeah. So, so basically, it came down to Brita. Um, you know, like dur- during the primetime game. And, uh, you know, he didn't have an awful night, but didn't have a big night. And so I would just barely squeaked out the win. I'm up to uh, three and three now in this league, you know. And like, As are most teams. It's, yep. that league, it's just a cluster. There's like, like there's one juggernaut. There's one six and O team. There's uh, a couple one and five teams, a couple one and five teams at the bottom. Then basically everybody else is three and three or four, four and two. So, so, th- so, so all through all three of my leagues, I'm three and three, three and three, two and four. So I am like, right on the mediocre line. Like I'm absolutely not out of the playoffs by any extent, 
but at the same time, it's just, it's going to be a claw up the wall. In, in yeah, order to make and it that's why the league that we're in together is is a mess because I'm four and two, and I have like I'm like fi- I'm like fourth or fifth in scoring. But I look at my team and I'm like I don't trust these guys. Particularly this this yeah. week, guys, I said I'm screwed. And mind you, like, the, the kid I'm playing has an absolute like he's two and four, but he is like second or third in the league in scoring. And I'm just thankful. At least I'm, I'm going to get my asking through, but at least, at least Christian McCaffrey's on by. So I, so I'll lose by like forty five or fifty five mm-hmm. instead of sixty five or seventy five. So that's nice. I, ha- I had a matchup coming up with uh, in another league, but coming up with our first place individual uh, who had Pat Mahomes was riding Pat Mahomes. Um, so I have him coming up within the next, the next two weeks. So I'm confident I'm going to be able to take down Country Roads, Pat Mahomes. Uh, great team name, by the way. Great yeah, I'm gonna, name. I'm going to disagree with that as much as as much as I enjoy the, the, the John Denver. I'm going to say like, yeah. Country Roads, Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Really? Nah, I, not, I, not, I, not, not a big fan. I think that's an amazing name, but I guess we're going to have to agree to disagree. We, we sure are. Because you you have to tell us about some waiver wire targets. Uh, I do. And just again, a uh, friendly reminder, uh, these w- these are first posted on our socials t- uh, Tuesday night around 5, 530 Eastern. So you can you got those to look forward to before your, before your uh, wire closes. But uh, here are my picks this week. I will give you one note, one more note before. My dumbass forgot to put Jamal Williams on the list because he was – Everybody, because again, when you play in twelve team leagues, Jamal Williams, like I, he would have been hurt for a couple of weeks. He came back and he and he played excellent. And everybody, like the leagues that I'm in, he was owned in literally all but one of them. So he just slipped my mind. He's the one. He's the one A to the one B to Aaron Jones. So he's a great pick. I forgot to put him on the list. Full disclosure, my bad. I screwed up. He was out there. I'm so disappointed in you, Chris. I'm sure. I'm sure if you are were dire for running backs that Jamal Williams was out there, you probably picked him up after that 130 yard plus have, explosion against uh, the Lions on Monday night. We have but, dozens of followers that depend on these. Yeah, goddamn right. All uh, right, so we're uh, so moving on. Uh, top in the list this week, alphabetically at least, would be uh, Mr. Kirk Cousins. Uh, rejuvenated the past two weeks. Kirk Cousins, I mean, I mean, Kevin Stefanski. And not just in garbage time either. He started calling pass plays. I mean, it's and, and believe it or not, Philly, not a horrible team. I mean, they no. got a horrible secondary. I mean, like, I think you and I would be backups on that team if we signed there <laughs> uh, tomorrow. I think we'd be. I think on Sunday night, we we uh, in Dallas, we'd be we'd be suiting up. We, we'd be we'd, emergency. We'd be, putting, we'd be putting like some some nickel subs, uh, you know, sub sub packages I mean, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if if those guys, if the starters can get burned, we can get burned. Yeah, you know, I can have Michael Gallup run past me. Put, put no me problem. Safety, put me as a safety over the top, man. I can do yeah, it. Why not? I mean, I will happily let Michael Gallup run past me. He's also one of my fantasy teams. So I'd be helping myself. That might be collusion. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so Kirk Cousins. Okay, so Kirk Cousins, as I said, rejuvenated the past two weeks against the Eagles and the Giants, and he has a very favorable schedule. His next three games: Lions, Redskins, Chiefs. Now he might be get, now after that things get a little hairy for Kirk. But I'd say in the short term, quality fantasy option. Those are all very burnable secondaries, very easy matchups, or at least decent enough matchups. The Lions have a winning record, so that might prove to be an issue. Obviously, you got the Matt Moore-led Chiefs and the Redskins' revenge game on Thursday, next Thursday night. So, Kirk? Everybody the loves a revenge game. The, nobody, that's nobody, be the, nobody more than the ESPN graphics department. No, well, they, we'll, we'll, we'll they, see. They gotta, Hopefully... They got some templates they throw at, like, oh, revenge no. game. This guy was released exactly. during training camp 10 years well, ago from this Well, team. hopefully Fox and NFL Network will have sufficient graphics for thir- next Thursday night for that riveting matchup that I will totally be tuning into between the Vikings and that just wagon known as the Washington Redskins. They do have a win now, so watch out. Uh, oh, yeah. Moving on. And, again, 
tight ends are a theme this week because uh, tight end basically if you only have like one of five guys in fantasy for tight ends, you're you're in a bad place. So one of the uh, th- this week's in this week's edition of Dart Throw Tight Ends, we have Darren Fels. Now Darren Fels. Uh, this past weekend against the yeah, aforementioned formerly Chiefs. Formerly of the Browns, of the Raiders. Formerly of, like, I think half the league, the yeah. Cardinals. He played for the Patriots at one point in time, correct? P- probably. I believe so. He, he's, he's, yeah. he's a tight end, man. Bill Belichick brought him in. He is a journeyman, but um, six catches for 69 yards against the Chiefs last week, and then two weeks ago, I don't remember who the hell they play off the top of my head. I think it was the Falcons. He had two touchdowns. Yeah, so, I mean, Dar- Darren Fells, fantasy, he- rising fantasy star. He's a big body guy, and he can be definitely be successful in the red zone. But unfortunately, I think he's one of those guys who can just be a total touchdown hawk. Um, you know, so so if his offense that he's playing for isn't yeah. operating well in the red zone, then I think he's you know I'm, zero value. I'm not going to disagree, but the man has produced two weeks in a row, and that's good enough for me for tight ends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and as I uh, and uh, rounding out the second part of tight end and dart throws, uh, Dawson Knox of the Bills. Now, um, they were on bye last week, obviously, and he did not do very well. I think he only got 12 yards in the uh, the game before the bye against the uh, Titans. But before that, Dawson Knox had 58 yards, 58-plus yards in the, pre- in the prior two games, and he has a ridiculously easy schedule starting with a matchup against the Dolphins this week. Uh, he's a deep he's a deep threat specialist, which obviously is a great fit for Josh Allen, and they still don't really have another downfield compliment to John Brown. So I think Dawson Knox makes sense to emerge as that guy. John Brown's uh, injury status is still uncertain, which we'll get to a little later. He's quite, yeah, he's questionable this week. I, I think the last time I said he's expected to play, but yes, we, we will, we will uh, get towards that. And hopefully he does play for the sake of uh, John Brown fantasy owners and Josh Allen fantasy owners and all that jazz. But if not, Dawson Knox might become even more valuable. Um, next off, we got Alan Lazard. Now uh, Green Bay's all of their receivers are dead. And this guy comes off the back end of the bench and get, puts up four catches, 65 yards, and a touchdown in the fourth quarter the other night. And Rodgers seems to have a stronger rapport with him than he does with, with Valdez Scantling and Geronimo Allison, which is just weird. Because I don't think this guy got a lot of reps. I mean, he's a second-year undrafted free agent. Aaron takes what he takes what he gets. He likes what he likes. you know. And Lazard's giving it to him. Yeah, and he was a very I, I, and again, why not? I mean, Devontae Adams' turf toe's not going away. I mean, t- turf toe's a lingering bitch, and Adams has oh, seen, yeah. seems to have a very bad case of it. He might not play for another couple weeks, to be completely honest with you. It's, so, it's, one, of, it's one of those injuries that just it doesn't sound that bad, it doesn't look that bad, but on but when you have it, it's painful. It's very painful. Yeah, and and that's something I learned. I have a, I have a friend that is a that's a physical therapist, and we again we used to mock turf toe growing up, but then obviously once he started be uh, you know be, like learning to become a doctor, he started becoming a doctor. He's like. Yeah, dude, Turpto's no joke. Mm-hmm. So I, I have learned that. I, yes, I, I now have that in my small little brain. So, yeah, do not mock Devontae Adams for sitting out with Turpto, guys. It's very mean. <laughs> Be considerate of his turf, though. Um, and rounding out the list, but yeah, anyways, Lazard, and again, he seems to be like he seem, he could very well be the number one option moving forward for the next couple. I mean, like obviously they like to throw to Jones and Williams, and they're going to run the ball a lot. But Lazard could be the number one receiver there conceivably for the next few weeks at least. Well, I, until, well, the thing is though, Aaron Jones hasn't been exactly that productive on a uh, on a run by run basis. Oh, no, so, no, 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 he's not. He's not. But but he still catches some passes, and obviously he was awful last week again. Of course, again the week after uh, the week after he burned me. And had a career day. He went back to being poop poo, but and, but Jamal Williams catches pass. Jamal Williams caught a touchdown last week. So, but and obviously Lafleur is going to run the hell out of the ball anyways. But regardless, Lazard could be the number one receiver until Adams comes back. So target his ass. Uh, and finally, you got to keep got to keep repping the kickers. Matt Prater, um, nine field goals in the last three games, including three fifty yarders. 
And a kicker position, particularly a lot of top-end kickers, are either hurt or haven't really delivered. So Prater could be the answer to your prayers. Here's the thing, though. I feel like who, what league doesn't have Matthew Prater already on a roster? I feel like he's been uh, really- he's, still, he's still He was, even after this week, he's still about 49, 50% owned on Yahoo. Now, wow, I can't okay. speak for other, I mean, I can't speak for other websites because Yahoo is the only one that I play on, but... He's he's not he just hit the fifty percent threshold this this week so no, he's yeah, he's owned in a couple he's he's still available in two in uh, two of my four leagues. All right, well, and then so, that that offense again okay, he's perfect. That offense craps out in the red zone as they proved last night and that and how they couldn't put the friggin' Packers away because of course they can't. Him I mean, and him and Matthew Stafford's a great quarterback and Danny Amendola is a quality wide receiver. Blah. Stafford Sta- Sta- Stafford's having a great season. I will yeah, say, I mean, and I, I love to slander Stafford. I love to slander Stafford. I've I've thought he for a long time. I thought he was the most overrated quarterback in the league. I no longer think that. That's Dak Prescott. What was that? Um, uh, or yeah. But anyways, um, the Lions. I mean, like, I mean, I mean, again, if they if they had actually capitalized on a couple touchdowns, they would. They, the refs couldn't have uh, jobbed them in that game. No, but most- regardless, if you if you want if you want the if you want the field goals, go get Matt Prater. <laughs> Absolutely. Well. If, if, if you want to go get Matthew Prater, definitely don't wait. Otherwise, you could whiff on him. We had a lot of hits and whiffs last week, and we're going to talk about that right now. Uh, we are, well, I, thought, but I, thought, I thought we were going to the injury segment first. What? No, that's oh, right. We, oh, okay. I, Sorry. Someone isn't reading the script. So that would be me. So, again, hey. Oh, yeah. All right. So, I'm going to go with uh, – so from, so, from last week, I took a stab at telling you guys to start Ricky Seals-Jones, who is – a moderate no-name uh, tight end for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he ended the day with three three receptions for 46 yards and a touchdown. Definitely not a home run, but I think it's absolutely successful. Uh, you know, shot it. A it shot was, a nice, shot. was a nice single, nice double. Definitely a nice. It, it, single. it was good. It was a good. I, I believe you referred to it as a double when you texted me on Sunday. I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. But any, anyone called Ricky Seals Jones a no name is clearly not familiar with his illustrious career with the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> I mean, he was. There was a period of time where he. No, there was a period of time where Seals Jones, like every week, they're like guys, like because he. There, it was a couple years ago. They had like a joke of a tight end schedule, and like guys, Ricky Seals Jones is a real sleeper this week. Like, watch out for Ricky Seals Jones. But then it just never happens. Like he he put up like donuts galore. He get like one catch for five yards. But it was like, oh, but everyone goes like, dude, you got to start Seals Jones. Like, this is the week where he gets it right. It just never happened. So that's all I can think of when I think of Ricky Seals Jones. Sorry. I had to go. My, my dog was demanding to get up on my bed, and she makes a lot of noise if I don't listen to her. So I, I know. It's, yeah, it's understandable. That, I, I saw I saw you were muted. I tried to, I tried to get as much Seals Jones content as I possibly could. I, I, <laughs> there, was, there was only like two seconds of, of, of silence there. Yeah, so no, there's. There's not there's there's not a whole lot of uh, quality content to go along with Ricky Seals Jones. Well, he would have he would have had two touch he would have had two touchdowns if Mayfield wasn't a friggin' disaster in the red zone last week. Yeah, believe me, I freaking know. I had Baker yeah. starting as quarterback. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But, yeah, but anyway, uh, one guy I definitely whiffed on and who happened to be playing quarterback, another first round pick at number uh, number one overall, Carson Wentz. Um, Eagles still lost the game. Not the, not 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 the best. But still Carson Wentz, 306 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Yeah, my bad on that if you listen to me, man. Solid fantasy outing. He he he, he one of my quarterbacks. As I said, good good performance, 24 points. I don't care. I don't care what happens in the damn game. You give me those fantasy points. I'm all we're all good, pal. 
Mm-hmm. We're all good, Carson. Uh, so, yeah, so for me, the hit would be uh, sitting Jared Goff. Yeah, he had himself a game against San Francisco. What, <laughs> 76 yards? Like he completed like four passes. Yeah, man. Had a, I also had a fumble. Had starting in one league. Uh, uh, yeah. So did I, and that was another one of my miraculous – I don't know how I won. I, 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 and also that league, I also sat Stephon Diggs but I, and, and started Goff, and I still won. Remarkable. But uh, yeah, Goff has. I mean, Goff has been really. And this, I mean, Goff had been bad. Has been bad in real life all year. But this is the first year it really showed his fantasy stat line. Do I expect him to rebound? Yes. But I mean, that Niners defense Here's is for real. Thing. And he Goff was, hasn't exactly been bad. Bad though. He's been throwing mm-hmm. over three hundred, like over three hundred yards, like for for most games. It's just a ton of interceptions and a ton of just bonehead bad throws, throws. Luckily, horrible luckily throws. And luckily, he's anchored by you know a pretty good run game. Um, and a pretty good game plan from Sean McVay. He's got he got a good defense too. So I mean, yeah, that that's that's helped him out. But he's made he's made a ton of errant throws, and his stat lines a lot. Like, he he's lucky that it's not as bad as as it, he higher stat line. But he he's he's been fortunate. Um, yeah, Goff down uh, on the other end for um a whiff would be the Redskins defense. Uh, I told you guys. Obviously, I wasn't. I thought it was gonna be a shootout, and I wasn't buying. I was like, yeah, they get a lot of sacks. They get the. They, they don't get a lot of turnovers, and I wasn't buying them. Yeah, it turns out they got five sacks and two turnovers, and held the Dolphins to sixteen points. So, guy, people in the street, it wasn't a monster stat line like the Dolphins have been allowing all season, but it was still a respectable one, and they were worth starting. So, I screwed up. Mm-hmm. All right. So, obviously, we, we make a whole lot of mistakes. The one guarantee on this show: <laughs> we will be right, we will be wrong. And we're also going to be somewhere. Yeah, we'll have a lot of mediocre with, picks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like with Ricky Seals-Jones. But uh, unfortunately, that job is made a whole lot harder when you have a ton of injuries going on. And that's what we're going to talk about uh, right uh, now. So uh, we, we have a big old list of injuries. I, I'm not going to go. <laughs> that we do. Yeah, obviously. So so, so definitely some big ones to take a look at. David Johnson, uh, ankle injury right now. He's going to be a game-time decision. Hollywood Brown uh, is week-to-week. Uh, they're really missing him in Baltimore, especially as a field stretcher for uh, uh, for for Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson yes, yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield. They haven't exactly specified his injury. We're just going to assume it's shame. He's questionable for next week. <laughs> no, that's uh, a hip, dude. He took a shot. He took. Uh, a shot. I watched that Seahawks Browns game. He got. He took an absolute shot, and he was and he was limping around. I was surprised he came back in the game. Garrett Gilbert was warming up. It didn't yeah. look good, but he and he was and he was like wincing the entire the like the rest of the game. Derek Gilbert, I'm, I'm telling you, he's actually a pretty solid uh, backup option. He did really well for the Orlando Apollos in the AAF. He was easily the best quarterback in the league. He, uh, he was formerly the number one <laughs> coming out of high school in the country. Yes, he was. And he, and he hung around. He got to hang around with Drew Brees for a little bit. So maybe maybe he learns a couple things. He went pr- the pride of uh, Colorado State, I believe. Oh, yeah. Colorado just, State Ram. Just, just like only that, that, I believe, is uh, Philip Lindsay's title now. He went, to, he went to the University of Colorado. He was in Buffalo. Colorado State's the Rams. Colorado State, both D1 schools. If anybody watches in Colorado, they're probably having a freaking season. Well, the University of Colorado currently employs Mel Tucker, who was the defensive coordinator uh, as their head coach, who was the defensive coordinator of the Bears during the Mark Tressman era, who is my least favorite football figure of all time. So I hope that the Colorado Buffaloes eat shit forever. For, you, mean, because they're, you, they're, you mean anyone, you mean anyone you, stupid enough to employ Mel Tucker deserves deserves what they get. They deserve what's coming to them. Mark Tressman, morons. Like Mark, Mel Tressman t- Mark Tressman looks like he should have been a butler in a haunted house. I'm just saying that. For to me, he looked, he looked like he looked like a uh, community college biology teacher. <laughs> I, to I, to I, me, personally, I, 
I, I, I could roll with that description. Uh, I'll, I'll give you that. But but anyways, uh, University of Colorado, I hope you guys – I don't know what your record is. I don't follow college football, but I, I I would imagine it's bad. I wouldn't trust Mel Tucker to coach a Pop Warner team, let alone a college program, a D1 college program, with a Pac-12. Like, give me a break. Mel Tucker, you're a clown, and I hate you. Jesus. I hope your kids don't like you. I, I, I have so no. I could go off. You, you honestly, you can give me an hour on Mel Tucker. That guy and all the idiots the Bears have employed on their coaching staff, like what head coach, coordinator, whatever. He's the he's the worst. He's the big. He's the king stiff. Mel Tucker, king all stiff. Right, right, well, tu- tune in yeah. tomorrow. Tune in tomorrow night at one o'clock in the morning where Chris is. <laughs> Chris rants about the 2013 and 2014 Chicago Bears. I mean, exactly. content, Re- timely, relevant, important content. Exactly. Now, one of the biggest injuries, though, going around the NFL is the injury to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he is out with a knee injury, um, and is it is listed, listed as indefinitely. NFL.com is reporting that the uh, injury timeline is likely to be three weeks. However, season-ending surgery has not been ruled off the table, according to Ian Rappaport. Chris, what now, do you think about Mahomes' injury? Uh, uh, and how well, it's, it's brutal. I mean, it's brutal because, because with – he, he controls the entire offense. Like, obviously, a quarterback is important to every offense. But the Chiefs, an offense that's literally built to be explosive. Matt Moore takes away all the explosiveness. And they don't have a running game this year. Like, LaShawn McCoy. McCoy maybe. He has a even Shady McCoy. <laughs> not, not fully. Although he did. There was a couple runs last night where he looked, he looked like vintage. No, there were a couple runs where he looked like, like vintage McCoy, which was staggering to see. By, by which you mean he was holding the ball in one hand. Yes. Ball control, yeah, ball security has never been his uh, strong suit. But yeah, but that's boy, never been him in the ass before in his I career. Mean, obviously, he's like 31, 32 now, so the cutting ability isn't there. But at least like the, bur- the burst has been there at times. Mm-hmm. Not every play, but occasionally you'll see it. But it, It's the same thing with Adrian Peterson. And, like, you know, at the end of the day, sure. even though we don't, like, he's still a very muscly, strong individual. And if he gets that good angle and if he gets that good start, good luck bringing him down. Exactly. Oh, so McCoy doesn't have the size that Peterson has, so he's he's at a bit of a disadvantage for a guy. I, for- I, I would genuinely rather run like seventy percent speed into a brick wall than try to tackle Adrian Peterson. Yeah, I will agree with you one hundred percent on that. But, but the one thing, so one thing before I continue with my analysis, the thing about Mahomes is, so they said last night, like, oh, so he's gonna be out three weeks. He, the three weeks, they think he can play through it. But then they're like, oh, he should be able to return this season. I'm like. Hold, hold the phone. So you you think he could come back in three weeks? You think it's also like, but you're also like saying like, oh, there's a good chance he can come back this season. It's October. We're in week seven. There's ten weeks left in the damn regular season. Eleven actually. So so like, so you're are telling you me twelve more more realistic. I don't I don't know, but like, but like, how severe is the injury then? If you're telling me he can play through it in three weeks, that doesn't seem like it's that bad. But you're also telling me like, there's a chance he might miss the season. So at. It, it kind Nobody of seems, seems to know what the injury is. It, it seems there, to be like, like like wishful thinking. Like there, there's a lot of people. Pat Mahomes is so good for the league. He's so good for the league's image because not only is, is he a great player, but he's also a great guy off the field. Nobody wants this guy to be injured. Even people who hate no, the Chiefs like no, he's Pat the reigning MVP. But that off, they're they're an uh, they're an ele- they're just electric. They're so much fun to watch. I mean, look look at how much fun that like, even a game like before before he rolled his ankle against the Colts. I mean, that friggin' throw he made to Byron Pringle was just stupid. Yeah. So and, so. Hold the phone. Is Deshaun Watson now the leading MVP candidate? No, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson? Hands down. Hands down. I mean, Watson's been exceptional the last couple weeks, but Wilson has been ridiculous all year. And he also, again, you have to realize the crutch of Russell Wilson. And again, this most, the stat sheet will not reflect this. He has the worst offensive coordinator in football. Brian Schottenheimer is a friggin' stiff. 
and is and literally does everything he can to screw over Russell Wilson. He still makes magic happen. Yeah, but he doesn't yell like his dad, though. So <laughs> that's true. But he does. He did do a beautiful tribute to his father uh, last year in the playoff game against the Cowboys, when he ran thirty six HP dives in a row. It was, <laughs> it was really beautiful. So Marty, I hope you I hope you took that tribute to heart. It was it was a truly a stunning, beautiful moment. All right. So after the Mahomes injury, though, probably the second most impactful uh, yeah. fantasy wise. Well, hold, hold, hold on. But like, what do you think about that? Because because like, not only does the fact it affects Kelsey goes from like the oh, best oh. tight end. All right. Like- so, so put it this way. Travis Kelsey is a big security blanket for Pat Mahomes and Pat Mahomes likes to get out of the pocket. And I think a lot of Travis Kelsey's receptions were the result of Pat Mahomes trying to make something out of nothing, which he's so good at doing. So yeah, Kelsey, I think he might lose a few receptions per game uh, just because, like you said, Matt Moore is not explosive. He's not going to have that escapability from the the pocket. I think when the pocket breaks down, that might very well be the end of the play because Matt Moore, he can go through his progressions. He knows the offense. By all means, he's a consummate professional. He's not Pat Mahomes, though. And like you said, I think this offense is a lot more limited than people realize just because Pat Mahomes is such a great athlete. So, yeah, I think everybody across the board is going to be affected fantasy-wise. I think Andy Reid's reputation as a good coach this year is going – not not to say Andy Reid isn't a good coach, but I think his deficiencies are going to get exposed. If he can make Matt Moore work. If you can make Matt more work, then he truly is like he's a genius. I mean, I think Andy Reid is the best. I think he's the best coach in terms of a pure like offensive X's and O's standpoint. He's the best in the league. But if he can make Matt more work, I think if anybody can make Matt more work, it's Andy Reid. And he obviously has a level of talent. The only thing is that you're not going to have the downfield play, which obviously takes a lot of your guys to Marcus Robinson, Tyreek Hill, Mar- M- Michael Hardman. Basically, everybody besides Kelsey. Kelsey's the only guy of that bunch that can run routes like intermediate routes, short routes. And he's no spring chicken either. And Travis Kelsey is somebody who's had who's had uh, soft tissue injuries in the past. So yeah. So hopefully like, again, it, I, I'm so I am so weary about Travis Kelsey the last few years. Like I, I never ever want to spend a first round pick on him in fantasy. I, I, I this is the first year I've had him since he's been like the elite elite tight end. I had him when he was younger, like like five years ago. I got him. I got him the second round this year, and he's. I mean, obviously he's gets consistent as they come. I mean, he's he's essentially like he produces like a wr one wr two. So like I was, it was I just like the pick was worth it, but like I am concerned with with the lack of explosiveness in the offense, like how his I mean like I'm not as, I'd be more concerned if I had a, if I had Tyree Kill I'd be more concerned even though he did get a touchdown last night one more was in the game, mm-hmm. but I am like I'm not expect I'm expecting him to put a lot of 40 50 yard games opposed to the usually 75 85 you used to use them from him like that's usually his floor I'm, I'm expecting a lot like about half that most of. So one more injury that we definitely got to talk about, um, and you know, for all of you NFC South fans, Alvin Kamara and Jared Cook. Alvin Kamara out with an ankle uh, injury. He is expected to be week to week, as is Jaron Cook uh, out with an ankle injury, also expected to be week to week. So obviously, like Teddy Bridgewater is under is under centered. Uh, Drew Brees looking to come back within the next two, three, three, three weeks. Although that might very well be wishful thinking. Uh, how do you see the Saints' offense moving ahead? Uh, I mean, they're gonna have to throw more. I mean, like, I mean, like, they're, so they're Michael probably, Thomas, baby. I mean, they're probably realistically, they're probably gonna try. They can't give Latavius Murray Kamara's workload. They can't because Murray is older. He's like thirty. He's not nearly as explosive. He's not nearly as versatile. So you can't just like plug in Murray and ask him to do everything that Kamara does. Should Murray be especially in the receiving game? Exactly. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because like that, that's like Kamara is like in terms of pure pass catching. He's probably like outside of McCaffrey. I think he's the best. I mean, he's 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 phenomenal, and he's just a phenomenal athlete. Murray just isn't that explosive. He's like in terms of speed, like he's just a he's a bruiser. Like he can catch a little bit, 
but he's not he's he sure as hell isn't Kamara. He's not gonna go line up in the slot for you yeah. or anything like that. But Murray, I mean, like they have a they have a competent enough running back where they can still run the ball a decent amount, but I do expect them to pass more. Now I'll say if you are a Kamara fantasy owner, you better hope the hell you have a solid RB two, solid RB three situation, because like that guy, I mean great, he has he hasn't lived up to his top three draft pick status this season. But he's still he's an exceptional exceptional player who gets a ton of who gets a ton of touches and that type of losing that type of production. Well, Tavius Murray ain't gonna give you that type of production. I don't yeah, think it's the same thing with Pat Mahomes. There's a lot of fantasy rosters that have been like, that have been relying on him to be the big point yes. scorer. Yes, and, I was and when you when you lose like that average like a 45 points a game, you know, to like to drop down to a quarterback who might it, be putting you up 20 25 for sure. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because I've noticed. I don't know. You tell me if this is the case in your leagues. But a lot of the, a lot of the, like, in three of my four leagues, the teams that have Mahomes seem like they're built entirely around Mahomes. And, oh, like, their supporting, their supporting well, cast is like, eh. One, there's one league where, so my friend, my friend Pete has Pat Mahomes. He has the, he's Country Roads Pat Mahomes. Um, he, he definitely, I, I believe he has like, uh, like a pair of really good running backs. Um, I think he has like a few, a few good wide receivers, but his bench is absolute shit. I'll um, give you, like, for example, uh, John, who's in is in Jimmy's league with us. Mm-hmm. He in my league, he has he Mahomes is his quarterback. He has the same running back tandem that I have in in Jimmy's league with James Conner and Philip Lindsay. His receiving core, he's got Kenny Galladay, but then aside from that, he has like he has Demarcus Robinson, <laughs> and, he, and he has Kelsey. But like his receive, I don't even remember what the hell he has. But he, like, he's basically entirely dependent on the Chiefs' offense. He has Emmanuel Sanders too. So he, he started this week. He started Demarcus Robinson, Emmanuel Sanders, and Kenny Galladay. So so got so when, when the Chiefs uh, have the Chiefs already been on a bye week? No, their bye oh, week I believe it's week twelve. So that yeah, that's gonna they be... have a late bye. They have a late bye, which which honestly for them is probably good. So that gives Mahomes a week to rest. I think it's <clears throat> in or around the time they play the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, uh, as, as as a Patriots, and I'm not looking forward to that game. Uh, I mean, however, if Sony Michelle can tear apart that run defense, I believe so. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I would have thought I thought Lindsey was going to rip them rip them up last night, but not not the case. I, well, I mean, I'm going to put that on Flacco, not Lindsey. But yeah, but I mean, so, so so just to really quickly get back to Alvin Kamara and Jared Cook, um, you know, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I, I think you know there's going to be a lot more pressure on him to distribute the ball a lot more evenly. I think they're going to have to be a lot more creative with the game plan because you're not going to have that security blanket in Alvin Kamara. Uh, Jared Cook, obviously, you know he's really he's somebody who's really good along the boundaries. Um, you know, Cook, 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 Cook isn't double. I mean, like Cook seemed like he was starting to get on the right track. Like he had an okay game last week, but he hasn't really done much. Yeah, but so I, I don't think Cook's a huge loss. Uh, again, but these are, I. I like the idea of having an experienced tight end when you have a young quarterback who's not as experienced as your normal guy. And well, in the fair, but like Josh Hill's not—he's been in the league for a bit. It's not like they have like obviously would it be better if they had say pretend Ben Watson was like three years younger and they like yeah because obviously Ben Watson I think is just kind of shit the bed just because he's old. Mm-hmm. But like Josh Hill, Josh Hill's a veteran. He's been in the league five six years now. So like Josh Hill, I don't think it's obviously he's not he's not quite but, as explosive or reliable as Jared Cook. But I think they should be okay, okay. in that regard. But the the problem in the world is that they don't have besides Michael Thomas like they don't have another like with 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 Kamara like they don't really have like who, their number two receiver is Ted Ginn, mm-hmm. who is incredibly limited in what he can do. And who yeah, have, like, he, he can run straight. Really, really fast, man. Yeah. You can't underestimate that. And then they have like Austin Carr. Like their their receiver depth chart's kind of alarming. Uh, like, Austin, it, it, Austin Carr's 
underrated, honestly, as a slot receiver. Dude, has he even done anything? The no, only reason I've yeah, yes, he hasn't been given the chance. He's like he's a he's another Julian Edelman. He has a, the buzzer. That's the only the only reason I know who he is because he was the Jacoby Myers of a couple years ago. He was the Patriots oh, training he, camp crush. Yeah but, yeah, but he didn't even make the roster. Jacoby True. Did. Jacoby Myers made the team. You're right. So no, Carr Carr was even more ridiculous because he didn't even make the damn team. He was the Braxton Berrios. Okay, is that, is that, is that a better <laughs> comparison? Yeah, that's, that, that's though, better. But nobody even though, expected Berrios to make even it. Even though Braxton Berrios. Oh, that's not true. No, that's no. not true. People thought because he went to the University of Miami. They're like, oh, God, this guy's going to be phenomenal. Like, he's like a young Edelman. Here he comes. I'm like, is why is every white guy that's short? They didn't think is Edelman. Like a oh, short white guy, like he got, he done it again. It's Welker Edelman 2.0. Patriots fans, man, God, you guys are ridiculous sometimes. Like, come on, like, just enjoy, enjoy your one currently good white slot guy. Not everybody is him. Hey, man. Sometimes all white people look the same to us. But anyway, <laughs> moving on. Okay, well that 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 that's irrelevant. They're not. They're not the like. Not every white slot receiver is Julian Edelman. No, no, that's true. Some of them. Or Adam uh, Thielen. Are, are also Cole Beasley. They are. And Cole Beasley is, like, when I said Cole Beasley's a, re- a real NFL player. He's not incredible, but at least he's a guy who's made a damn roster. We're not going to. We and know a rap Beasley. album. Hey, we can, here's the we, review of Cole Beasley's rap album, Chris. All right. Coming, You're coming, coming, coming next week. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll, right. be, I'll, get, I'll get right on that. I'm, I'm going to hold you to that. I want, but I yes. want a review of it. The, but yes, those are the two big injuries. Obviously, there's a lot more. There's one personally that's uh, not not a fantasy relevant injury, but one injury that's paining me dramatically, and that would be Akeem Hicks for the Bears. I'm very that's making me very sad. So yeah, it, was a, it was a fun season, guys. Why you don't think Kyle Long being out is going to affect Mitch Trubisky at all? Kyle Long, but I'm used to him out being out. Kyle Long's out every season. He's the Sammy Watkins of offensive linemen. He just gets he gets hurt. Like that's <laughs> that, 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 I mean, I, I mean, it, it's worse this year because the line's been trash, but. I don't know. I'm more concerned about Hicks because Hicks is such a is such a disruptor in the interior. And while Nick Williams played well uh, a couple weeks ago, actually, please play well the last couple weeks in, in relief of Hicks. But he's no he's not a key mix. Like he makes is one of the most disruptive interior linemen in the league. And losing him, and I, yeah, obviously the Bears have a lot of talent on defense. Like is Geneva's going to be complete garbage without him in there? No, but I but he's a catastrophic loss. The, he's I, the most important player on that defense besides Khalil Mack to me. And uh, losing that type of talent, particularly with the season with, with the Roller coaster ride the bear season has been so far is not good, and I'm really, 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 really pessimistic you, about their upcoming how, about how, their stand how much, their standing so, right now. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. How much? No, no problem. Effect, yeah, how much of an effect do you think it's going to have as the Bears' defense as a as a defensive play? Or as, as, a, as a fantasy <sighs> play? Sorry, a fantasy play, not a ton because Hicks is more his contributions didn't sh- show up on the stat sheet as much. I mean, they have plenty of guys like he forced fumbles are really like his thing in terms of fantasy perspective and they have plenty of guys that can force fumbles obviously max a force fumble machine trevathan can force fumbles eddie jackson forces fumbles like they have a lot of guys so for fantasy regular i don't think it will show a ton but it's, it's more of an on-field record. thing it's more it's more of an on-field thing that's why i didn't that's why i didn't want to mention it extensively uh too bad it happened but mm-hmm. i don't know but oh. I mean, the bears the bears defense obviously i mean the, the what's going to make the bears defense like not necessarily the greatest fantasy play moving forward is because they have a brutal brutal schedule they're playing a lot of great teams a lot of great offenses with the great offensive lines and they might not uh and a lot of, a lot of offenses that don't really turn the ball over that much so they they might go from the fall from their top five fantasy defense status in the second half of the season we'll all see. right so we are on to our next segment the good old fashioned start the moment we were all waiting for. I accidentally muted myself there for a second. So this is where 
the men are separated from the boys or where our mediocrity, mediocrity is separated from our luck. Yes. This is where the, this is, this is the part of the show where the takes really come out. Like you thought the first 37, 38 minutes were spicy. Wait till you, wait till you get a load of this. So here's my first take start Jimmy Garoppolo versus the Washington. Jerry! Jimmy G has been so at first people were yelling fraud 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 but then 49ers were three and zero heading into a really early week four bye they're now five and zero the 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 cries of fraud have not exactly gone away but I think Jimmy Garoppolo is the real deal deal he might have a few games here and there where he, where he throws like two or three interceptions but on the whole I think him and Kyle Shanahan have a great relationship and I think this Red, Redskins secondary is absolute garbage well uh, well again they they have some guys up front who could who could totally provide some pressure Jimmy Garoppolo might get hit he's probably going to take one or two sacks in this game um, you know again uh, the Washington team is going to be gunning for a win especially after last week. However, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, 325 yards in this game. Don't let the Redskins get hot. Don't let them get hot, baby. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to tell you guys to sit Matt Ryan versus the Rams. Uh, Matt, um, if you actually look at his stat sheet, um, he's he's, – it, it, within the top three right now of quarterbacks uh, in terms of oh, passing. Oh, he's been a fantasy. You know, he's been phenomenal in fantasy. Phenomenal. Yeah, un- unfortunately, defense wins championships, baby, but it also wins some regular season, uh, season games as well. That's not been happening for the Falcons. Uh, however, right now the Rams are on a bit of a skid. I think they're going to try to uh, collect themselves a little bit. I think this uh, Falcons game is going to be a great opportunity for them to kind of get back on track. I think uh, people like Aaron Donald um, and Dante Fowler Jr. make life hell. Uh, for Matt Ryan in this game. I'm going to say less than 15 po- uh, fantasy points for Matt Ryan. Whoa, really? That's like, what if the Rams blow him out, man? That's where, that's where Ryan comes to play. It's like, hey, you're down by 20. Let's air it out. Let's go. Exactly. Yeah, Ridley, let's go. Hooper, anybody. Mohamed Sanu, I don't know. Justin Hardy's not there anymore, I don't think. So, anybody, yeah, we're running out of Falcons receivers. But, yes. Um, yeah, so I would never pick Matt Ryan versus Sidham just because, like, because if they get their ass kicked, they'll start throwing the ball like crazy. Um, but hey, we'll see how we'll see how it goes. Oh, anyways, for me, starting of the Arizona Cardinals, coming off a career best game uh, against those uh, very aforementioned Atlanta Falcons. Um, the and if you're if you're gonna uh, take that show on the road, there's really not too many teams that are better to play in a road game. Coming off a career best game, they get than the friggin' Giants. I mean, obviously, I know that they they had a the straw strong showing against the Patriots last week. But I, I don't, I don't buy it. I think, I think Murray is in a great spot to shred him, particularly with his versatility, enjoying running and all that jazz. So I, I'd say pro- I'm going to go like probably like 375 total yards, three touchdowns. I think that's going to be an ugly, ugly shootout game. Yeah, I think it's going to be an ugly shootout game. I think Murray, Murray got 30 plus fantasy points this week. I don't see why I can't do it again this week. Garbage defense, even even though they have traveled to the East Coast. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm really liking Murray this week. So sitting, um, Philip Rivers. I mean, he's been absolute ass the last two weeks, and that was at home. Now they have to travel to Nashville. I mean, as ugly as the Titans have been, their defense has not been responsible for the, the defense has has come they to play. Not, and they have not allowed a single hundred yard receiver yet this season. Yeah, that, that's I, I did not know it was that good, but I mean, they've they they have a good secondary, and I think Rivers, mm-hmm. considering he's thrown, he's got four, two picks, and he's he's thrown two picks in each of the last two games. I think his touchdown rate, I think it's two to four. I think he's got two touchdowns. He threw two garbage time touchdowns against Pittsburgh last week, and that's it. So he has been really, really bad, and I expect that to uh, continue when he travels to Nashville. All right, now on to the running backs, the guys with the legs. Am I am I reading this right on the script? Yes. yes Who are you time. telling them to start? Delvin Cook. Oh! 
And this is yeah. going to be the week he shits the bed too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, he 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 uh, um he's been shut down by good run defenses this year, but uh, the Lions do not have a good run defense as the Packers showed last week. So Cook. Well, I think we'll, we'll feast on that. I mean, the, which is weird because, like, the Lions, like, that was supposed to be, like, their bread and butter as a defense was their run defense, and they've been crap this year against the run. So I, I think Cook, yeah, I think Cook, Cook should probably, yeah, maybe, like, one, 130, two touchdowns. Yep, especially nice with the, emer- especially with the, uh, the midseason emergence of Kirk Cousins right now. I think that offense yep. might be cooking. So now who are you telling to sit on, sit on the bench, though? Uh, that would be Le'Veon Bell. Obviously, oh, maybe, the Jets. Uh-huh. Yes, obviously the Jets did uh, finally got on the board last week with a win. Bell did not really contribute a whole hell of a lot to that, and unfortunately uh, he has to play the Patriots this week. Now, while the, the Bills were able to run on the Patriots, I, I think if there's any weakness in that defense, I think you can run on them. Uh, only problem with Le'Veon, he has an absolutely horrific offensive line, so I don't think this is going to be the week where the Patriots run defense gets, I don't want to say exposed, but like I don't think they're going to be challenged that much this week with Bell. Oh. So hold on. What you're telling me is that the Jets aren't going 12 and four this year. I mean, they might go 11 and five, but not 12 <laughs> and four. Not 12 and four. <laughs> Definitely not this week. Well, I'm going to tell you guys to start Leonard Fournette versus the Bengals. Do do I have to explain this one? Uh, I don't know, dude. Lamar Jackson had a pretty bad game on the ground last week. <laughs> no, no holes for Lamar. Yeah, on that, on that vaunted Bengals defense. Yeah, no. Anyway, I think I think they're going to try to protect Gardner Minshew and the image and legend of Gardner Minshew by running it down the Bengals' throat. They're not going to want him to throw too much. Uh, definitely going to give him some layups, especially in the red zone. But I think uh, this this is the game they're going to try to get Leonard Fournette's confidence up a little bit more. Uh, he he runs for 125 yards. He didn't do bad. He didn't do bad. All things considered, against New Orleans last week, Minshew had a bad game. But Fournette Fournette did all right. Particularly how well the Saints have been playing. That, like mm-hmm. not not a bad performance by him last week. Definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, I am going to tell you guys to sit Kenyon Drake versus Buffalo again. I feel like this is wow. Uh, yeah, I know you 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 like Kenyon. Unfortunately, the Bills have, uh, have have been have been allowing some of the fewest rush yards in the league. I don't believe in this Dolphins offense whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! I wasn't ready for that. Especially attack. especially Spend with the. There. The, the the injury to Albert Wilson, um, this this offense is going to be limited options. Kenyon gets the box stacked against him, uh, less than sixty yards in this game for him. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Mark Walton is is questionable, so we'll we'll see that that's supposed to be his like running mate. So maybe maybe Drake will be forced to be uh, primary back. I'll just let's keep feeding him. Mm-hmm. And now, he'll get seven thousand yards. On to wide receivers. I'm going to tell you guys to start Josh Gordon versus the Jets. Uh, when CJ Mosley obviously uh, has, has not exactly been a star-studded uh, free agent acqu- acquisition for this team, but at the same time, he's still one of the better players. Um, he hasn't played. Yeah, he, yeah. He, Mosley literally, this is gonna be the first game he's played since week one. Yeah. So, um, so no, obviously he has to shake the rust off a little bit. Whether or not they put him up against Gordon or against Dorsett, who is also expected to play, um, you know, is definitely going to be the question. But this is the kind of game that I think Tom Brady likes to stretch this the legs of, of, of guys like Josh Gordon, um, you know, like against mediocre defenses like this. Get the stats up. I think Josh Gordon breaks 100 yards for this game. As, as there's a because because mostly, I mean, being an inside linebacker, I don't think they're going to line him up against Gordon too much, but, um, Brian Poole, fascinating. Slot corner for the Jets. Top, top three graded out corner in the NFL right now. So it'll be interesting to see if Poole, whoever Poole gets, gets, which might be Gordon, mm-hmm. might, might, might be a, a tougher. Because the Jets secondary has vulnerabilities, but if, if, if whoever's lined up against Poole might, have, might be in for a long night. 
Oh, absolutely. We'll see. Might be Gordon, not sure, but. I am going to tell you guys to sit Keenan Allen. So I'm kind of lined up with Chris here in terms of sitting Phillip Rivers as well. The Titans have yet to allow a 100-yard receiver uh, this season. Um, And Keenan Allen, obviously dealing with a few injuries here and there. Uh, I don't think he makes it over 50 yards in this game. Maybe a touchdown. We'll see. All right, so my stardom is Cooper Cup. I mean, obviously, he is the focal point of the Rams passing offense. The Falcons have proven they can stop absolutely nobody, so I think Cup will uh, have an absolutely massive day. I wouldn't be surprised if he visit, makes a couple, a couple visits to the end zone and gets a buck 50. Uh, as Liam just said, my sit-em is Keenan Allen. Uh, it's funny because Keenan Allen, I think, was leading the league in receiving after three weeks of the season. He had two 100-yard games and like one sub-95-yard like game, and he's been invisible since then. Three straight games against 50 yards or less, as, as I just mentioned with Rivers. And as Liam just said, the Titans' secondary has been excellent. I just do, This is a terrible, terrible get-right spot for him. So, of course, he'll probably have a phenomenal game because I because I, that, that he, he seems like a guy that I, I'm going to shit-talk, and he'll do fine this week. But uh, right now, I just really – really, all odds are pointing to having another flop of a game this week. Mm-hmm. All right, now on to the tight ends. Again, if you got if you don't have one of five people in this league, you're probably kicking yourself. Uh, tell me, Chris. Yes, and of course, I picked one of the top tight ends. Of course, for my pick, because I'm not gonna, I'm not throwing, not not throwing darts. Um, <laughs> starting Mark Andrews, obviously, he's Lamar Jackson's favorite target, and they have a pretty damn good matchup against the Seahawks. And they're, I mean, the Seahawks have had a really hard time stopping tight ends this year. I mean, their secondary pretty much sucks in general in their linebacking core. I said, I said basically, if you're not Bobby Wagner or Shaq Griffin, you probably have not done a good job uh, uh, stopping the pass this year. And I think I think there's the the, window, the opportunities for Griffin to succeed. I'm mean, sorry for Griffin. Uh, Andrews to succeed will be there all day. All right. And, whoa, you're telling them to put the Canadian on the bench, I see. Yes. Now, those very same Seahawks. I'm sticking to just Raven Seahawks is the only game I want to talk about for tight ends this week. So, sitting Luke Wilson, obviously, Will Disley tore his Achilles, unfortunately. Uh, one of the few reliable tight ends this year. So, there's there's been a belief that I was like, Luke Wilson just going to go slide into his spot. That's not really – Luke Wilson's more of a blocker. He'll catch a he'll catch a pass here and there. But I've seen Luke Wilson, like, like oh, he's a fantasy dark horse. Like, I'm not really buying it. So, I, I think that while the uh, the uh, opportunities will be there for Seattle, like they need a number two pass catcher, but I wouldn't be surprised if guys like Met- DK Metcalf and David Moore and Jerron Brown got more looks. I just don't see it with Wilson. I, th- I think Wilson's good for like two, three catches a week, and mm-hmm. and this even the and the Ravens secondary is vulnerable as they are. I don't, I don't think I don't think he'll do much against them. Yeah, I mean, well, he was on Hard Knocks, man, so he must be good because I mean, everybody, he's funny as hell. Every, 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 everybody who's on TV is, is good. No, he's funny as hell. He's been on part of my take a couple times. He's a, he's a really funny dude. I, I like him, but I, mm-hmm. I'm not, not, not in fantasy. All right, well, I'm going to go with a little bit of a hot take here, kind of a shot in the dark. Start Ryan Griffin for the New York Jets. I was so confused by this. <clears throat> yeah. No, seriously. Um, he, so the, the last the last few weeks, he's had two or three catches uh, per game. Uh, I think with Darnold back, um, he's going to be somebody who gets utilized a lot more like he was last week. The Patriots are also prone to giving up a lot of shots in the scene, which is which is where, where he primarily works. I think he's going to be a safety blanket for Sam Darnold. I think uh, there's going to be a lot of dump, dump offs to him. I think especially in PPR leagues, he's going to be successful. So huh. yeah, th- this is my, this is my Ricky Seals Jones of this week. You're going baby. for it. You're, you're, you're getting a big head, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously Hearn is not supposed to play this week. So it makes sense. Griffin, Griffin at least should get the start, but like, I don't know, man, I'm not, I, that Patriots secondary, Mark it up. Ryan Griffin's no. going to have a great week. Uh, right. Sit Doyle and Ebron versus the Texans. Uh, I feel like 
you know, they're just one player I, 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 <laughs> inside this Colts offense. Uh, this Texans defense, I think, is going to put Jacoby underneath uh, under a lot of duress. Um, one of them might get might might get a touchdown, but I think the Texans win this game. Jacoby does not have a good week. Another bold, crazy take there. Mm-hmm. All right, so, so we're, we're on to the we're on the we're, flex. We're, we're, on, now. We're, we're on to the flex options. Start Marquise Goodwin versus Washington. I think Jimmy Garoppolo goes deep. Goodwin goes over 100 yards. Sit, again, with the 49ers. Uh, sit Matt Breida versus Washington. The one good thing about this uh, Washington team Washington team is the defensive front. Um, I think they win this game through the air, and I think they do it without mercy. That's another, again, a crazy, crazy bull take of the undefeated Niners going to go into uh, fake D.C. to play the Redskins and, and coming out on top. That's crazy, man. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, right. we'll see. <laughs> Sorry. So for so for me, I got even though he, as Liam mentioned much earlier in the show, that he might not play this week. Screw it, I'm going for it. John Brown starting. John Brown, obviously, he's been he's he's been a high floor play this year, but he hasn't really exploded. He hasn't scored. He hasn't scored since week one. I think this is the, this could be the week if he's healthy, a spot where John Brown absolutely goes off. I mean, obviously, the Dolphins' defense is absolute ass. I think Josh Allen will be airing that bitch out all day long. And if uh, odds are, it's going to be John Brown or Dawson Knox catching that ball. So let's go, John yeah, Brown. Thing is, though, Josh Allen has the aiming, it, aiming ability of a fucking stormtrooper from Star Wars. So I'm not gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not disagreeing. But you know, a couple of those bullets hit. So a couple, yeah, a couple of those bullets will hit, hit in the, Leia in the shoulder. Yep, yeah, exactly, the, exactly. So maybe, All right. maybe, maybe it will be a headshot to into John Brown's hands. Yep, so for a touchdown. McDermott's gonna execute Order sixty six, and suddenly they're Perhaps. gonna be able to aim. Exactly. Exactly. No, I, mean, I mean, they hit. don't. You, I mean, you don't. Need, you don't. You only need to hit on a couple. It's fine. Most <laughs> of them can hit the grass. It's okay. So yeah. So my setup. Yes, I am going against my own team. Uh, David Montgomery. I mean, there's a couple reasons for this. I mean, a the Saints run. The Saints defense has been absolutely exceptional since since, since Teddy Bridgewater's been under center. Uh, two. Uh, Montgomery got out snapped by Tariq Cohen before the bye, so you really don't. I mean, like, and three. He really hasn't played very well. And this is just this is just a bad. It's just a. It's just a, You don't know what what his role is going to be. You still don't know what his role is going to be. Hope maybe the bye week has, has smoothed things over a bit. But you really don't know with this team, and uh, it's a bad matchup. So I don't think this is going to be the week where Dave Montgomery finally figures it out. I mean, I can tell you that I picked up Jordan Howard because I was fourth because of a bye week situation with McCaffrey. I was I had the option of playing Montgomery. And I'm like I don't want to do it, so I picked up Jordan Howard. I guess well, the Cowboys. Un- instead. Unfortunately, I kind of have no choice but to play Montgomery, so I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, well, hey, good luck, pal. Trust me, I won't be mad if Dave Montgomery goes off. If, no. if, I hope I hope he's my whiff next week. Trust me. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, speaking of whiffs, luckily there's no uh, none of the peanut gang playing for these guys. Kickers, tell me. Uh, stardom, I mean, you, uh, again, you want a re- re- revenge game narrative for this week? <laughs> Bring out the graphics, baby. We got Mike Nugent going back to the team that drafted him, going back to the Meadowlands, and he's just going to be raining dingers on East Rutherford. That's right. Mike Nugent obviously stinks, but I think I, I think they'll have a big night. Hey man, if you, if you get the opportunities as a kicker, you're bound to get at least six or seven points. I uh, sure. And I and I mean obviously the win was whipping last Thursday in, in uh, Foxborough, so I was that caused him to uh, ding one off the post. But like I I don't think I don't think the conditions are going to be pretty. Uh, for what I understand, pretty nice down east. There's a chance of a shower, but I don't think the wind's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. So that the, no limitations for Nugent. He's just he's just going to unload on his old team. Make them, make them real sad they let him go. Oh, yeah. All those years ago. Now sit. Uh, that's funny because I, I told you guys to pick him up this week. Yeah, I'm going to tell you to sit Matt Brader. 
<laughs> just because uh, the Vikings defense is good, and I don't expect the Lions to score a whole hell of a lot of points. So I don't think that'll be the opportunity because, you, like you said, opportunities are required for kickers. I don't think there's gonna be a lot of opportunities for Predator to kick field goals. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you guys to start Matt Bryant versus the Rams. I think uh, Matt Ryan is going to be able to get them in scoring position. They're going to shit out in the end zone. Again, Julio can't catch a touchdown pass to save his life. Matt Bryan gets at least 12 points against uh, a pretty good Rams defense. Uh, for my sit, sit Randy Bullock versus the Jaguars. Whoa! Yep, I don't, I, don't, I don't think this Bengals offense is going to move uh, one – Itty, even itty bit against this. I think Saxonville is going to come back for this one week. They, they show up, you know, seemingly sporadically. Yeah, but uh, well, I think Kalas Campbell going to be coming through. If there's any week, that was a terrible Kalas Campbell. I mean, he's granted, Kalas Campbell is literally like probably the, one of the most impossible people to impersonate because his voice is so distinct. But that was even like, that was a, I mean, I have I, noble attempts, but very bad. Oh yeah, you can't. You you can't. Yeah. See, I can't. You just you can't. I don't know what the hell that is. It's too Cajun. It's too Cajun. He's I, from I, Florida. I, I spent too much time in time down in the Gulf Coast, man. I, I guess so. I guess so. That that, that, that I got was a better Ed Orgeron impression than it was a Clay's <laughs> Gamble impression. But, but you know, I mean, like you said, it's just one of the most unique tones. I want. He needs his own radio show. The fact that he doesn't have a radio show is a crime. Maybe he'll, he'll go the Ricky Jarrett rock post in retirement. He'll still <laughs> start dropping. He'll start talking shit on everybody on a radio show. Who knows? Straight up, man. All right. Defenses start Jacksonville versus Cincinnati. I don't think I need to say this twice, but however, there's a lot of uh, instances of Jacksonville being on the waiver wire just because of their recent struggles this season. Um, yeah, that, they, that line's that line's real bad. It's insane. I'm going to say they're, I'm going back. They're still a dumpster fire. I'm going to say five sacks versus uh, the Cincinnati Bagels, especially with Glenn uh, being on injured reserve. Um, they might be too conservative. Oh, yeah. They might get 12. All right. Sit the Ravens defense for Seattle. I think, like Chris said, um, you know, Russell Wilson's a total stud. Uh, I think DK no, Metcalf is going to step no up. No turnovers. No, no turnovers, baby. All right. Nope. Um, start right now, Manu, on, on the topic of just like, you know, really bold, bold picks this week for defense. I'm going to say start the Buffalo Bills. Whoa. I, the Miami Dolphins, I get, get this, most fantasy points allowed this week. And if they, if the Redskins can have a decent day out against them, I think a top three to five defense in Buffalo can even have an even better day. I know it's crazy. And plus, you got Fitz Mag- but although it is a Fitz Magic revenge game, so you, <laughs> so, you know, crazy game. things might happen. Maybe, maybe the the built Micah Hyde and Tre'Davious White and Jerry Hughes will all just be completely overwhelmed and just just um, cave. Dude, Ra- Ralph Wilson Stadium might be magic for Fitzy, dude. It could be, even though they've na- they've, but perhaps they they took it, they renamed they, it. They renamed wow, it yeah. since he's been there. Since he left, I should say. Says so now it's New Era Fields. So maybe, maybe the magic of Fitzmagic died in Buffalo <laughs> as soon as they as soon as they renamed it from Buffalo Stadium. But uh, anyways, my sit up this week is the Eagles. I mean, they're obviously outside of that absolute explosion against Luke Falk. They've been uh, horrible this season, and they have an absolute bitch of a matchup against Dallas. I understand that Tyron Smith and Leo Collins are out, and Prescott's getting pressured a lot. But that Philly defense, I mean, the front is great. But their secondary is absolute ass, and I think that Dak Prescott will get enough balls downfield. He'll get in the end zone enough to make the Eagles not so not worthwhile. And Dallas, is, they don't want to turn the ball over either, even though they've been allowing sacks. And obviously takeaways, as you know, name of the game for fantasy defenses when you uh, don't play in leagues that give away uh, points for sacks and TFLs and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. I should say give a lot of points away for oh, sacks. Yeah. All right. Well, that seems to wrap it up. We are done with Stardom Sidham. Obviously, take all these picks with a grain of salt because some will be right, some will be wrong, some are going to be kind of in the middle. 
hashtag, hashtag Ryan Griffin. Yes, yes, hashtag guarantees. The only yeah. guarantee, the, the only guarantee we'll make here. All right, so we, so guys, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Um, this is the Earful of Fantasy podcast. Remember, you can watch us. Uh, th- this was kind of a, an odd night. I had some scheduling conflicts, but usually you can catch us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Facebook or every Thursday morning via your favorite podcast provider. You'll be able to get it on Saturday morning because it's Friday. Speaking of podcast providers, make sure you use it to subscribe to the Earful of Fantasy um, show in whatever provider that may be. Um, especially the little all orange one. Uh, we are no longer listed in earful <laughs> The we are no longer listed in earful normal feed. So definitely get on that. Uh, while you're at it, make sure to give us a like on Facebook, Earful of Fantasy. Um, that's where you can have the most direct interaction with me and Chris, or on Twitter at EO Fantasy. Again, we're always checking that. We always love to interact with people. Uh, thank you, folks, for tuning in. Uh, Chris, any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, hopefully the guys on the aforementioned team with Philip Lindsay and Travis Kelsey all show up. So hopefully Allen Robinson, hopefully, hopefully you do well. Uh, Dak Prescott, uh, Duke Johnson, who I'm forced to start. Hopefully you guys deliver so I can pull off the upset of the century. Oh, yeah. So no, ser- Seriously, man, Jared Goff, please don't fail me this week. I really want to pull ahead to a winning record. I talked Bears way defense, too much shit. Bears defense, kill Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> kill Latavius Murray. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye. Au revoir. You've been listening to Earful of Fantasy on the Earful of Sports Media Network. Be sure to tune in next week. We're live each Wednesday night on Facebook and available every Thursday morning from your favorite podcast service. Support the show for free stuff and an on-air shout-out at patreon.com slash earful. And be sure to hit us up throughout the week on Twitter at EOFantasy. Until next time, check those trades and watch them stats.